0: Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at bushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com.
1: Good to see each of you. Good morning to you. So we are, uh, I'm going to wrap up Psalm 119 today. So don't be alarmed since we did eight verses last week. That doesn't leave 168 today so just take a breath of fresh air that I'm not going to do that to you okay but I told you last week I wanted to do a message on Psalm 119 simply titled need directions do you ever need directions here's the overarching theme what I want to want to get across today how to apply God's word For direction in my personal life. How do I, how do I, as a believer, as a born-again child of the Lord, who knows the Word, the power of the written Word, the inspired, inherent Word of God, if this Word right here is the light, how do I, how do I apply this Word to my life? How? Do you you understand that many, many people, even people in church, cannot do that? They don't know how to do that. They've never been taught how to do that. And so what I want to do today is, as simply as I can, just absolutely show you how to use the Bible to direct your steps. How the Word of God can light your path. How? How? Because I was eating lunch with a kid one time, college kid, and I said, how's the choice between your college choices going? He said, Jeff, I'm struggling. I said, what are you struggling about? I said, well, I have two good choices, Baylor and A&M, and I can't find either one in the Bible. (laughs) I said, well, I know you love the Aggies, brother, but the Aggies are not in the Bible. You won't find Texas A&M printed in here. But that does not mean that God can't be specific about his choice for your life. You may not find Baylor written. You may not find Texas A&M written in here. Or you might find that job listed in here, that position listed here, or that city listed here, or that state listed here, or a mission destination listed here. But I'm going to tell you right now, God still speaks through his word just like he spoke back then. And what you have to understand is God hasn't changed. And if God hasn't changed and his word hasn't changed, then what's changed? What's changed? Am I still on the mic? I just, I lost y'all. I thought I went dead. So here's what I, here's what I want you to see. How do I, if he still speaks and he still speaks number one through his word, how do I do that? How do I tap into that? Okay. So look at, before we jump Psalm 119, look at John 10, 14. These two verses, ten fourteen and ten four. I want you to see. John 10, 14. I am the good shepherd. Jesus saying that. I know my sheep. My sheep know me. All right, that's big time key. I'm the good shepherd, Jesus says. I know my sheep. My sheep know me. Let me personalize it for you. Jesus says to Jeff, I'm your good shepherd, Jeff. I know your name, and you know me. How did that happen? I cling to the old rugged cross. What a better song to set that up. The reason he knows my name is because of Calvary. The reason he knows your name is because Calvary. If you don't know Calvary, you don't know him. And if you don't know him, he doesn't know you. You say, well, he created me. Oh, yeah, he knows you as a created individual. But he didn't create you to create you. He created you for relationship. John 10, 4, the second half of that says, And his sheep follow him because why? They K-N-O-W his voice. They know his voice. How many of you know your mom's voice over all the other voices in the world? You know why? (laughs) She had a nine-month head start on dad. All right? When you were kicking her in her tummy at night and she was saying, I wish you'd stop kicking me. When she said that when you were 15 or 12 or 11 or 10, You knew that voice, amen? You you heard that voice before you were ever hatched. So go to Psalm 119. These two verses that I just read are key because, in order to hear and know and get direction from God's word, you got to know Him. You got to be born again. He speaks through the Spirit to the Spirit in you. He's Spirit, the word is Spirit. He's got to be able to speak to your spirit, the spirit that lives inside of you, that raised you from the dead. That's the spirits that connect. If you haven't been born again, you're going to struggle with God's direction in your life because his ultimate direction for your life is salvation. Get that one. You can get second, third, and fourth. All right. Psalm 119. Go to verse 9. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take the chunks and we're just going to walk through it. Okay. Uh, And I'm going to go quick. So you got to listen quick. All right. Uh, Some of you are like, listen quick. All right, Psalm 119, verse 9. How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, O Lord. Teach me decrees. With my lips I recount All the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in the following statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and I consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Let me break down a couple of them real fast. Number 11 says this, verse 11 I have hidden your word in my heart. There's a question. Have you hidden the word? in your heart. If you haven't figured it out by now, the world will squeeze you. And when it squeezes you, up come the well, up from the well comes what's in there, baby. And so what happens to people is this, when the world and life and situations and circumstances and all that stuff squeeze you, what comes out of you? If you've hidden the word in you, the word will come out of you, all right? If you've got no word, guess what comes out of you? Nothing. Unknown, darkness, fear, anxiety. Where's my pills? You see, what happens is you can't handle this thing called life because you have not hidden his word in your life. Sometimes you grow up with strong mom and daddies in the word, so as kids, you just milk off them. But then you go out there in this big old world, and the world squeezes you, and you go, Mommy, you're 24. Say that word one more time, and I'm going to slap you. You don't be saying Mommy when you're 24, amen? You say, I got big boy pants on, and I'm about to draw from the well. And what comes up when the world squeezes me is the word of God. And the Word will light my path, and I don't need to go, Mommy, which way do I go? Mm-mm. You're 24 years old, dude. I ain't wiped you in years, so don't be calling my name now. I know that's gross, but I'm just trying to make a principle here. There ain't no reason for this. Here's the Word. Every day, sunrise is an invitation to spend time in the Word. Get the Word in you so when life squeezes you, the Word comes out of you. A lot of people wait till they get squeezed to go, where's my Bible? It was here last time. Well, that was in 1969, dude. I don't know where it is now, all right? Got to have the Word in you because life is going to squeeze you. Amen. Verse 13 says, my lips will what? Recount. What happens when it squeezes you? Word comes out of you. You see, pastor does nothing more powerful than praying the Word. Right. In order to pray the word, the word's got to be in you. The spirit draws up what's in your heart, and it comes out in prayer. Sometimes you pray stuff and you go, that's good stuff right there. I don't know where that came from. It came up from the storage. You store it, it'll come up. How many of you have enough words stored up inside of you? You've hidden this word. And when you live life and when you speak and when you speak to others, the word comes out. Nothing more refreshing, nothing more encouraging, nothing more affirming than come up to a brother and sister and speak a word over them. Where's the word coming from? You? You don't have no power. Speak the word that Jesus gave you and that will change your life, man. The power comes from the word. The word is flesh. The flesh is Jesus. He dwelt among you. Quit trying to dwell for him. Be his ambassador and speak for him. Put it in you. Verse 16, I will not, what? Neglect your word. I will not neglect your word. Are you neglecting the word? I know you're not doing it on purpose, but you just let other things get more important the word of god there's nothing more important than hiding the word in your heart because you're going to get squeezed i'm just telling you you're going to get squeezed look down at verse 30 we're going to start a journey through the scripture real fast look at verse 30 i have chosen the way of truth i have set my heart on your laws what's the first three words I have chosen, I have chosen, I have chosen, I have chosen. Joshua 24, 15 says what? Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. Today I choose to be in the Word. I am where I am today based on my relationship with the Lord by the choices I make to hide His Word in my heart. It ain't nobody else's fault. Well, I go to a dead church. Okay, well, you don't serve a dead Jesus, You don't have a dead word. Get your alive tail in the alive word, and you'll be an alive person. There's no excuse you're not in the word and have the word in you. No matter where you go, no matter where you're located, no matter what your church situation, no matter what your family situation, no matter anything, you choose for yourself if you want to eat from the king. He's right there. He's right there. And there's nobody's excuse where you're not where you're at spiritually. You have a choice. You make a choice every day. You can hide the Word in your heart, or you can walk past the Word of God in your heart. But I'm going to tell you something. We're a product of choices, and the world's going to squeeze you, and what comes out of you is what's in you. Just the bottom line. Look at verses 34 through 37. I give understanding, and I will keep your law, and obey it with all my heart. Direct me in my path for your command of your commands. For there I find delight. Turn my heart towards your statues and not towards what? Selfish gain. Mm. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Man, may our gaze be on something that matters, not on worthless things. Just think about all the stuff you chase that the world dangles out there many people when they catch it are disappointed that that's all it is if you chase the word with all the you know energy that you put chasing everything the world says you need and you put it in chasing the word just think where you'd be help me not to wander off for worthless things god help me to direct my life to chase things that matter look at 89 through 90 89 through 90. Keep flipping. There's a bunch to flip through. Your word, O Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. Again, all I'm trying to do is build on the importance of the word in your life. Build on the word. Look at 97 and 98. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies. Your word makes me wiser. I've said before to you, the greatest question you can ask in life is, Father, what do you say about this? That's it. Every situation. Situation in marriage, situation in parenting, situation in business, situation in college, situation in friendship, relationships, all that stuff. What you want to say is, Father, what do you say about this? And the father's going to go, well, I'm glad you asked. Let me point you into my word, and I will show you and teach you what I say about this. you got to go back to the word if you want to know what he says about this. God, i got two great choices Okay, I've not wasted my high school career. I've done the job. I put my nose in a book. I've got an opportunity to go to AM. I've got an opportunity to go to Baylor. But God, I don't know which one to make. What do you say about this? Boom, right there. I'm going to tell you something. He'll speak through His Word. Look at 103. 103. How sweet are your words to my taste? Sweeter than honey. To my mouth. Last week we looked at Jeremiah 15, 16. It says, When your words came to me, I ate them. Mmm. When your words came to me, I ate them. Can you imagine what that just, that's some good cereal right there. Get you a big old soup spoon, just gobble up. All right. When your word came to me, I ate them. Your word makes me wiser. You see what he says there? Now look at 105. Look at 105. We know this one. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I want you to kill the house lights for me real fast, guys. Can you kill the ones on me too? Is that too much? I want you to see something. Your word is a what? Lamp to my feet. See, if I, if I turn this off, this is what it looks like in life. When you face choices, make decisions, find direction in life. Some, many people live just like this. It's dark, God. I, I don't know what to do. And you know what they start doing? They start doing stuff in darkness they can't even see. They make bad choices. at the bad choice at the bad decision That's bad decision. Because bad choices and bad decisions lead to more bad decisions. And Because of are doing darkness. Then all of a sudden they go, you know what? I'm a born-again child of God's. And God says he is light. And he says he'll be light to my feet. He's a lamp right here. And he wants to shine right here. Why? Because in order for you to understand where to go, you better understand where you are. You see, God, it's Jeff. Hey, Jeff. God, I know it's been a while, man. I know I've neglected your word. But, God, I, I, I need you to point life into my life. And right now, what happens is He begins to see, you begin to see yourself for who you are. Why? Because you begin to see him for who he is. Because what he wants to do, first of all, is reconnect with you relationally. He wants to show you where you are. He wants to light up you so then he can light up your path. Because in this moment right here, he renews trust. See, many people walking in darkness are in darkness because they don't trust God. So he says, listen to me. I'm a lamp to your feet. You see you, you see me, you can trust me. I know your mom and dad had taught you that. And you didn't believe them and you didn't act on that. But I'm telling you, you can trust me. You can trust me. And then he does this to us. In the midst of that, he puts the hog on. Woo! You know what that is? That's a light to your path. See, it's even brighter, man. Some of y'all are like, can you turn that off? That's what it looks like. See, this is what it feels like, man. But this is what it's like. Jesus says, I got this. I got this. I know where that is. This is where I want you to go. And you can do house lights back up, guys. But here's what I want you to see. Jesus says, I will be a lamp unto your feet, and I'll be a light unto your path. You don't have to walk in darkness. You do not. You don't have to walk in darkness. You know what darkness brings? Fear, anxiety. You're timid. You're anxious. You're insecure, so you don't step. Why? Because you're in darkness. All of a sudden, he lights you, tells you who you are in him. Reminds you you can trust him then he says right there, there's my path. All right, there's my path. Walking that. Can I tell you something? He said, well, Jeff, when I start walking in this path, he doesn't answer everything for me, right? Well, that's not faith. That's not walking by faith. If he tells you everything and then tells you to go, what's the point? He says, there's my path. Go. Go. Let's keep rolling. I got a lot of scripture. 113 and 114. I hate double-minded men, (laughs) but but I love your law. You're my refuge and my shield. I've put my hope in your word. I hate double-minded men. James 1 says, listen to me, don't be two-sided. Don't be double-minded. Either he is who he says he is or he's not. Don't talk out both sides. Don't. Trust him. He's your refuge. Trust the word. Trust the word. Look at 147 and 148. If you're not a morning person, this is probably not going to be your scriptures here, all right? I rise before the dawn and I cry for help. I put my hope in where? In your word. My eyes stay open through the watch of the night that I may meditate on your promises. I rise before the dawn and put my hope and my refuge on you. Listen to me. The word of God will give incredible direction to your life. But you've got to get in it. You've got to get in it. You can't... You can't get direction from someone else's word time. You got to get word time on your own. You just got to get word time on your own. 165. Go to 165 real fast. Here's what comes from the word. Great peace. Have they who love your law and nothing? can make them stumble. Great peace is what comes from the Word. Let me show you how this works in my personal life, for me personally. Many of you know my story of of elementary and growing up. I, I, I did not speak well at all. I stuttered quite a bit. I couldn't read. I couldn't spell. And because of that, I got to go to second grade twice, which that was not a good experience in my life. I uh, did not like that. I had to sit in a little reading lab with a little lady. I called her old, but she probably wasn't old. But when you're in second grade, everybody's old. And so, so I had this little TV. They put these little gray headphones on me. Big old, looked like half of a, you know, cantaloupe or something. But uh come a long way in earphones, by the way, headphones. So, this ball would bounce, and it would hit a word, and I'd have to pronounce this word, and she would say, now, Jeffrey, you didn't say that right. And I'm like, Grr. And so, I'd have to go back and do that again. So, that's how I spent. And then I'd go back into the classroom when I was in third grade, and third, fourth, and fifth, I was in the regular classroom with all my friends and buddies, but every time I had to read in class, I'd start stuttering. They'd make fun of me and laugh, and then I'd beat them up because I didn't know what to do with my anger. So, I'd go to the principal's office, and I'd give them a tail worn out. That's just story of first through fifth grade. Just a great time in my life. And so so I had all this insecurity about public speaking and talking in front of people and reading and all this other stuff. And when I got in junior high and I had to do a report in front of the class, I used to tell my mom I was sick. My mom said, you're not sick. You're scared. You got to go to class anyway. So she'd make me go to class anyway, and that didn't turn out good. And so all this stuff's going on in my life. I go to high school. I get a baseball scholarship to play ball at East Texas Baptist University, and I go to the university to start playing baseball, and I'm going to do in business. So I'm going through freshman year, going through sophomore year, but I sense in my life, my freshman year and in my sophomore year, God's really beginning to speak to me about ministry. And I have a lot of buddies in ministry at that time. And they're like, man, I think God's got his hand on you in ministry. I'm like, yeah, that ain't going to happen. I'm sorry. You crazy. All right? And so this goes on for a year or so. And I, and I don't have a piece about it at all. And I have not found, I haven't really heard God. It's always just been my buddies talking about it, but I haven't heard God. And so I said, there was a period in my life, about a three-week period there, where, where a guy that was mentoring me said, Jeff, I'm telling you, the Word of God will speak in this. And when the Word speaks, you're going to know it. And I said, well, I've been in the Word. I, I, I've read some scripture, but, but nothing really specifically says it. And he said, Jeff, it may not say, Jeff, go into the ministry. But when you read the word, you're going to come across a passage, and God's going to speak, and this great peace is going to fall on you. And when that great peace falls on you, he's going to speak right where you need to hear it, and you've got to go. So one day, I've told this story before. I remember Billy Foote Jr., he's a worship guy. He was sitting on his bed playing his guitar, and that's enough of that. And, so, and my bed faces this way, and I just grabbed my Bible off my bookshelf over here, And I just wanted to get in the Word. And I had thought about that conversation, but it's been a while. And I opened up my Bible. I'm telling you, all I did was just open my Bible so that I wouldn't have to look at Billy playing his guitar in his underwear. And so that's the only reason I didn't want to look over there, all right? And so I just opened the Bible, and I opened to Jeremiah chapter 1. Now, I know Jeremiah 29, 11, and 12, and 13. I know all those verses. Those are beautiful verses. But I don't think I've ever spent any time in Jeremiah 1. And I want you to listen to what it said. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. O sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how To speak. I'm going to tell you what started right then. I started crying, man. And listen to the next words. I said, I'm only a child. But the Lord said to me, do not say you're only a child. You must go to everyone I send you and say whatever I command to you. And do not be afraid of them. For I am with you. I will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and he touched my mouth and he said to me, now I have put my words in your mouth. And I want you to know something. He didn't say go into the ministry in those words. But he did say that. Every excuse... Everything I put before God did not follow him. Every reason that, 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 that I could even come up with, I can't speak, I stutter, can't spell, don't want to stand in front of people, la, 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 la. He spoke right to it. And as soon as I read it, this overwhelming peace just flooded me. Flooded me. And for the first time in my life, I utter words that say, God, I don't know what you're asking me to do, but I know what you're asking me to do here. And I say, yes. I say, yes. I say, yes. See, it may not say A&M, and it may not say Baylor, and it may not say take this job, and it may not say take it with this company. It may not say go to this town. It may not say go to this city. But when you read it, God knows anxieties. He knows what's going on inside of you. He will speak right where you're at. He will say your name through Scripture. A a peace will flood your body, and the Word of God will affirm what God has already spoken through His Holy Spirit. Real quick, let me give you just the steps of applying that. So how do I get the Word of God applied to my life? How How do I take the Word and make it Direct my life. I help me direct my life. First of all, you got to be born again. I said that earlier. You must be born again. Secondly, you got to get in the Word. If you don't, if you're not in the Word, it cannot direct you. It cannot direct you. You got to get in the Word. You got to ask the Spirit, God, before I open the Word and get in the Word. Spirit, will you speak to me? Give me clarity and speak to me. And when you do that. Whatever you're facing, when you do that, when you least expect it, and you're in the Word, discipline yourself in the Word, when you speak, when when you're in the Word, the the Lord will speak, and He will speak with great peace. And when He speaks with great peace, affirming what He said through His Word, the next thing you do is very, very important. you got to go do it. you got to go do it. You say, well, Jeff... I I don't know exactly what to do. Listen to me. That day in the dorm, when I read that scripture right there, did he fill in all the blanks for me? No. No. He took this flashlight, and he said, I have spoken. You go. You follow that light right there. Do not look left. Do not look right. You follow my word. Well, God, I, you got to give me. You got to fill in some blanks. You got to give me some. You got to no. You got to follow me daily. There's a lot of people that I know that are born again. They ask the Spirit to speak. The Spirit speaks through His Word. They have a peace about it. But here's what they do: they don't go. They don't do it. Hesitation is a sin. When God speaks. And he affirms it through his word, and you hesitate at the sin. That is saying, I don't believe that you can do it. Or give me more information before I go. It's not his job to give you information. It's your job to follow what you know now, and he'll unfold the rest. The word of God not only wants to be a lamp to your feet, but it wants to be a light into your path. Many of us need to get into the lamp, all right, Find out who we are, who he is, renew that, and then let him direct us. But when he shines that light, my friend, and a peace comes over you, you got to go. And he will take care of everything in that path. Why? Because he promises. When I look back from that sophomore year in that dorm to where I am today, I want you to know he has did incredible 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 work connecting that. If you look at verse 10 of Jeremiah it says you were born to build and to plant. <laughs> oh, I was. I was born to build and to plant. Friends, get in that word. Ask it to speak. It will do that because it's living. When he does it, peace will come over you. And when that peace comes over you, it's Jesus breathing on that word, okay, and saying go. And you don't have to worry about your next step. You don't have to worry about that next step. You don't have to worry about that next step. You don't have to go, God, how are you going to do that? You don't need to do any of that. You just need to go and watch him unfold and watch him unfold. I'm going to invite you to stand up with me. Psalm 119 is nothing but the Word. 176 verses of the Word. I'm just giving you chunks of it. Right now, in this room, there are two camps of people. There's a camp of people that believe the Word of God can direct my life. Okay, And there's a group of people that have never, ever experienced the Word of God directing their life. I want you to commit to getting in the Word and asking Him to speak through His Word and give your your life direction. Give it direction. Some of you are facing big things right now. Some of you have big decisions out there. Some of you have big choices out there. Some of you have a lot of decisions right in front of you and you're worried, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to pick. I don't, it's very important which one I pick and which ones I do and where I go. The greatest thing you can do is get right here. Greatest thing. Greatest thing. Don't try to go out there first because you don't even know your feet are. Let him light your feet, calm you, settle you, steal you, and then when you're ready, and he knows when you're ready, He will take that flashlight, and He'll shine a direction. He'll affirm it with the Word, and then you got to go. As we enter this time of ministry, some of you need to recommit your life to the Word of God. You've neglected it, and you know you have. Some of you fall in love with that. Some of you need to say, Jeff, I need to give my life to Christ this morning. I need to be born again because I want to know the Word. I want it to come alive in me. If that's you, you come. This time is your time. You do what God says. Let me pray over us. Father, we love you. You're good. You're so good. We sing about it all the time. You're good. You can't stop being good. And you're good because you love us. You love us. You love us. You love us. You're crazy about us. And you gave us the word. Your love letter. You're inspired and errant word of God, God, that that guides our lives, directs our lives. You've got our name all in this book. And God, I pray that we renew ourselves to the word of God, that we ask the word to speak, that it lights, that that the word becomes a lamp into our feet, that the word really does become a light into our path. And God, that we'll follow that. We'll follow it, God. So God, I pray over us now. We've heard the word, and we've heard you. And I pray we do what we say and do what we've heard. God, we love you. Be honored now. Be honored now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. If you need to come this morning, this time is your
0: time. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram by using the church at Bushland and on Twitter by using @tcabushland.